welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show, as always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we are starting a brand new season of Living the Miracle with the two of us. As most of you know, our seasons consist of 13 different episodes in which we explore topics that relate to a particular theme. Our most recent previous season was all about the soul's perspective to life from before birth through after physical death. For any of you who are joining us now for the first time, you can always go to our Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora show host page at voiceamerica.com empowerment channel and listen to any one of our over 100 previously broadcast shows. In fact, our show today is our 103rd show. I just can't believe how fast it's going. For the next 13 weeks, our overall theme will be all about miracles. Of course, our radio show is all about living the miracle, but we thought it would be fun as well as third eye opening (laughs) to have a whole season dedicated to exploring miracles in many ways in a variety of life situations. To start off our new season today, we have for you the theme, Miracles Come in All Shapes, Sizes, and Styles. I like stylish miracles. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. To borrow one of the best-known lines from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, quote, What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would still smell as sweet, unquote. Of course, Juliet is addressing the fact that if it weren't for Romeo being named a Montague, and her being the daughter of their sworn enemy, the Capulets, they would be allowed to be together. Just because we call someone or something a particular name, it doesn't change who they truly are. So it is with miracles. When we experience a miracle, no matter whether we call it a sunrise or a birth or intuition or a miracle healing or inspiration or a second chance or an amazing rescue, or even enlightenment. A miracle is a miracle. Yet, what is celebrated as a miracle by one person may be dismissed or ignored by another. We've heard of more than one person who was diagnosed as having cancer, whose cancer disappeared suddenly, and a doctor dismissed it as misdiagnosed in the first place. Well, you know, one time... I was called in to see a long-term patient in a hospital to give a healing to a woman who had been in a coma for over two months, actually closer to three. 
I invited another healer friend of mine to come along. When we arrived at the woman's bedside, she was still completely in a coma. And her medical prognosis was that her time period for a chance at really coming out of the coma was, you know, coming to an end. And that it would take a miracle for her to fully recover. When we entered her room, a doctor and a nurse were in there conversing about her continuing condition and her care on the other side of the room from where we were standing. And so I immediately grounded the woman and started communicating with her in spirit. Meanwhile, my friend went over, just walked over to the patient's uh, bedside, and she whispered in her ear, if you don't return to your body very soon, you won't have a body to return to. <laughs> Within about 30 seconds, the woman, she basically bolted upright in her bed, eyes wide open, and asked, what happened? Where am I? Both the nurse and the doctor looked up at her. They, they were looking right at her, sitting there talking. But their eyes glazed over, and they just walked out of the room as if nothing happened. How strange. It was the strangest thing. They just, I saw it. They were just blanking out like this can't be. It didn't, it didn't register with their reality. So I went out of the room, ran over to the nurse's station down the hallway, and I saw because the, the doctor and nurse walked out of that room before I did, they were already walking past the nurse's station and talking to each other like nothing happened. And so I went into the nurse's station, asked the, for the head nurse, and told her that the coma patient on, in whatever that room was, was now fully awake. And she jumped up, immediately paged doctors and other people, and and she ran with me to the room. <laughs> so that was a that was an interesting experience. I've seen situations throughout my life where people just go, "That didn't happen. That didn't happen. It didn't. <laughs> I didn't see it. I, I didn't see anything. You know, it's just too much. It's it's just like okay, I can't let that be uh, real. So there are all kinds of ways that people shut out experiencing miracles, even if they happen right in front of their own eyes. Sometimes we can even override a miracle that's happening because we misinterpret it as something is wrong or something is wrong with us. Just moments, as an example, before an ER nurse called me to tell me something had happened to Michael years ago, when he had his biggest near-death experience while working out at the gym, I was trying to open the door to this laundry room that I had kept our two new kittens in that we had just gotten, um, and they had been in there for five days. I was ready to uh, let them run loose uh, and get to know our big two-story, 4,000-square-foot home that had all kinds of hiding places. (laughs) I knew I had to let them explore the big house only after they got acclimated to their new home for a while. And I knew I would have time to stay home to supervise them. Well, I planned on doing that that exact late morning. Yet when the time came, I could not 
even raised my arm to reach for the doorknob to the kitty's door. I was standing there feeling a little bit foolish. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me that I couldn't carry out the simple task of turning a doorknob and opening the door. I fought with myself for a few moments and then I just willed myself to raise my hand up to the doorknob and I opened the door. It took a great deal of effort. Once the door opened, the kitties flew out of the room and instantly disappeared into the large house. And they were very small kittens. That's the moment the phone rang. A miracle was making it almost impossible for me to let the kitties out at that moment. Yet I used my willpower to override it because I thought there was something wrong with me. Had I paid attention to what was really happening that it was miraculous that I couldn't open a simple door without enormous willpower and effort and waited to open the kitty's door, I wouldn't have had to spend the extra precious time dealing with calling my assistant to drive over to our house and have her look for the kitties and show her how to take care of them in my absence, which could be a while. It wasn't until after I got the phone call I realized that somehow I was being helped to be prepared for what was to come. Miracles do come in strange forms sometimes. And I think that was between my guides as well as my own high intuition that that day something was about to happen. There have been many times, however, that I've paid attention and realized that I had to go along with what was unfolding even though it was not what I planned on doing at the time. As a couple of good friends of ours like to say, quote, we are going to do such and such, but God had other plans for us. One such experience was when I awoke one morning when I was in my early 20s to go to work as I normally did. But I received a whisper in my ear which said something to the effect of, it was kind of dramatic, your life is going to change today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Even up to that point, I had received such whisperings before, and I had already learned as a natural yet still untrained psychic to pay attention when receiving such a message. At the time, and based on my previous experiences up to that point, I thought perhaps someone who was connected with me in some way was going to die, and I prayed a little at the time that this would not be the case. I arrived to work that day as usual in uniform, ready to have my regular work day. But it wasn't. As I pulled into the parking lot, every inch of my being knew that this change had to do actually with my job and career and not about somebody losing their life who I loved. And so I pulled in with some trepidation. I got into the store and... I worked in a grocery store. This was my eighth year working in the grocery business in my early 20s. I started quite young. And I had moved up the ladder, and I was handed the store keys and told that I was going to be uh, partially in charge that day and partially running a check stand. And so I went about my business, but this urgent feeling came over me that it was time for me to leave the job, and I had to do it that day. So I had to come up with whether I was going to A, listen to this or not, which I actually did, and B, if I did listen to it, 
what was I going to do? How was I going to do that? I was being responsible for a safe and for all these uh, cashiers and all kinds of things because I was given um, part of the time I was working that day, I was given the position of being in charge. So I, I came up with a plan which actually did work. And I ended up walking out knowing that I would never go back to that job again. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but if, if we fast, fo- fast backwards, if you will, to what was going on in my life before this happened, um, a number of months earlier I had gotten hurt on that job and I wasn't getting cared for and I had prayed and prayed that something in my life could uh, happen so that I could leave this job and go do something that really made me happy. Now, I made good money at this job. In fact, I think I made more money working as a cashier than, than cashiers do even today. Um, we had really good benefits and everything, and I had been working the job a long time, and I was very competent. So it wasn't that anything about you know my job performance, it was simply I was just ready to move on. But that day, one of my guidances whispered in my ear, and I followed it, even though I would not recommend leaving a job without having a plan, unless you absolutely know it at the most inner core of your being that it's going to be okay. It took me about a year and a half to re- going through a couple of not very good jobs to start to find my way. But that day was a big miracle to me because it allowed me to make the change that I thought I could never change at any given point. Yeah, you know, I've I've had a similar type of experience too. Again, when I was very young, <laughs> I was on track uh, to go become a medical doctor. I was on track to uh, uh, go to the... I was already in university uh, in a pre-med, pre-med situation. And uh, then uh, about halfway into the second quarter at the university, similar thing. All of a sudden, I knew. I just got up one day, started to prepare to go to class and everything, and realized, you know what? I don't belong here. I don't, I'm not meant to go through with this. And that's when I just went into the uh, dean's office and said, okay, I'm, I'm resigning from my uh, uh, study. enrollment. And um, boy, lots of things happened. Then uh, they looked at my transcripts and everything and offered me full scholarship I got all kinds of offers for scholarships and full ride. Everything will be taken care of uh, if you don't leave. You were a straight A student, right? Yeah. And I said, no, it's not about whether. It was hilarious because when I first went in, the secretary says, yeah, college life is just not for everybody. And then she looked at my transcripts and she goes, wait a minute. Uh, Just sit down. Uh, I want to go talk to the dean. And the dean comes out and talks to me. So they really gave it their all to keep me in that school. But um, I knew, just like with Raphael, I was doing really well in school, but I knew this somehow, 
wasn't it. I had to go do something else. There was something different. My path was taking a different direction. And it wasn't until years and years and years later that looking back, you know, you get the validation that looking back, you realize how the dots connect. While you're going through it, they don't necessarily. But years later, when I look back, I realize, oh, this was the only way I could get out of Japan. You know, I grew up in Japan at the age of 16 to if I had uh, secure college admissions, uh, you know, what kind of course I was going to take, everything, then there was no problem for my parents or anybody else in the school system to uh, let me go on my own to the U.S. by myself to live and to study. And I realized that's why I needed to be in this medical program uh, instead of that's what I was having to be. So I let that go. And of course, my entire life changed. And here I am today. <laughs> and your life changed in, in this case in a positive way. Totally. Yep. Well, our first break is coming right up. So I'd like to tell you about our next teleclass that we'll teach on Saturday, February 8th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. It's part of our ongoing teleclass series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. The next teleclass will be on your psychometry, how objects tell stories. Learn to hold an object in your hand and find out much more about a person or place or history of the object. Get all the details and sign up on our website events calendar section. And the website is michaeltamora.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M, as in Mary, U-R-A.com. Or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, and speak to our wonderful assistant, Noel. We'll return in a couple of minutes, and we'll talk more about miracles come in all shapes, sizes, and styles. Talk to you in a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in every week for Inspired Chi Radio with A.J. Johnsack and Tracy Sanginetti. Do you sometimes feel like you have no direction? Every one of us is a soul with a body, not the other way around. Discover your talent and purpose. Tracy and A.J. help you create your most authentic life and master your powerful, positive energy using modalities like hypnosis, tarot, and your own individual Akashic Records. Join us live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Want to make positive changes in your life? Explore mindfulness with host Rusty Williams on Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. People from all walks of life use hypnosis and mindfulness to overcome problems and increase positivity. It's time to take back control of your own life and make it more productive. Tune in for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully, live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to our topic of exploration today. Miracles come in all shapes, sizes, and styles. Michael, miracles really do come in all kinds of shapes, sizes, and styles, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. Some miracles are very dynamic and dramatic, like returning to life here on Earth after having been technically dead for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Then there are others that are quiet and subtle and often involves noticing what didn't happen rather than what did happen. It took me a long time to start seeing the miracles of certain things not happening. Those of you who've read my book, You Are the Answer, you might remember the bank robbery miracle story that I wrote about. One of the many miracles I experienced in relationship to that experience, that event, was that no one got killed or seriously injured. One person got somewhat injured when the uh, bank, one of the bank robbers with a gun, um, pistol whipped him a couple of times in the head. So he he was, uh, you know, he had some abrasions and bleeding, and I'm sure it hurt, but. It's, it was amazing that there was about uh, over 70 people all together with the staff and the, and the uh, customers. Nobody was injured. Nobody else. And then our friend Bill Bennett, the renowned Australian filmmaker who made the remarkable feature film, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System was inspired to make that movie because listening to a voice in his head saved him from the collision course he was on with certain death. I've heard of many stories about people's lives being fundamentally changed for the better because they listened to an inner or intuitive guidance. And both Raphael and I early on in our lives had that that we each listened to and followed even though Everybody else goes, you know, why are you doing that when things are going really well? You don't have to do that. You don't, why fix 
uh, something that's not broken. <laughs> Why change something yeah, that is working? That's that's you know, it's it's looks like it's working, and and in a way, it's according to the world, both Raphael's situation, my situation, completely different, but they're both working according to the world. But to our inner intuitive guidance, oh. It's not that it wasn't working, it wasn't for us. And I have a similar experience to Raphael's story of not being able to even raise her arm to open that door to the kiddies room that she told earlier in the show. And because she was supposed to stay put <laughs> and wait for that phone call. <laughs> well, mine happened when I was 20 years old and searching for answers and for a spiritual teacher who might be able to answer them and teach me. I was invited to attend a writer's workshop and I sat right by the door in case I found the class uninteresting and then I would be able to slip out unnoticed. Well, long story short, I wanted to leave. But just like Raphael's experience, I could not. I literally could not stand up out of the chair I was sitting on. No matter what I did, I was even using my arms, you know, like push-up, pushing myself up out of this chair. I, I'm like glued to the chair. And the chair was as if it was bolted to the floor. I couldn't even budge. So I struggled for a little while trying to get up, but I didn't want to make a scene <laughs> in the middle of this workshop. Then, so I just backed off and, okay, well, what's the worst thing? You know, I have to sit through this whole workshop. And be bored. <laughs> and be bored or whatever. But but uh, it was, I could no longer pay attention to the workshop anyway because I'm going, what's going on here? What's wrong with me? Just, just like Raphael, what's wrong with me that I can't get up out of this chair? <laughs> uh, then... <clears throat> While I was stuck there in a class I wanted to leave, the miracle happened. A woman student in the class made a sudden announcement completely out of context to the class, totally inappropriate for the class and the group, and rudely and simply out of line. She made this announcement, but it shaped the rest of my life. The course of my life changed in that moment. When she made that announcement, what she said that everyone else in the class thought as weird, stupid, and crazy, and totally ignored, led me to my to find my teacher. I do find that miracles are tailor-made, every one of them. Even if a miracle involves a lot of people, it's custom fit for each person involved. And miracles like the one that led me straight to my teacher, are gifts that keep on giving. Miracles happen out of time, in the moment of eternity. They're not one-hit wonders. <laughs> they keep impacting your life long after the initial appearance that we call the miracle. We might think of a super dramatic miracle like returning from the dead as a big miracle and a more subtle one as a smaller miracle. But miracles are still miracles. With miracles, size <laughs> or shape or style 
doesn't matter. Miracles are gifts that keep on giving. Whether they start off with a big boom or so quietly, most people won't even notice them. Over time, they change you and your life fundamentally. Unlike the yellow brick roads, <laughs> the yellow bricks that make up the uh, road to Land of Oz, miracles are the golden bricks that pave the way for us to wake up in our real home in spirit. One of the things over the course of all these experiences, miracles, both in terms of going through them myself, as well as witnessing other people's miracles, as well as listening to and hearing the stories of others' miracles. What I've come to notice the common thread throughout all the miracles is that it helps, every miracle helps us become happier and healthier and more fulfilled, ultimately. And it allows us to wake up to who we are. That's one of the things about every miracle is we get to find out. Like in the example of Raphael uh, quitting that job, even though the job paid very well, everything was benefits are great, nobody was you know, harassing her or making it miserable to work there or whatever, but she knew if she followed her intuition and the miracle wasn't noticeable right then and there, right? I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, you, you said, wow, I quit my job. It's a miracle. <laughs> no, actually, when I got, I, I'll do a little follow-up on that story. When I got home uh, after I walked out, I actually thought the police were going to come after me because I had been responsible for the safe and everything, and I had done a very safe thing and made some good judgment calls using my intuition, although I don't think I would ever quit a job like that again, so I don't recommend you doing it this way. Um, But I waited for hours thinking that I was going to get arrested. And when that did not happen, nobody called me and checked up on me to see what was wrong or anything like that, so I just felt like, well, I did the right thing. And, of course, then I had to face, at the time, the person I was married to, which was not Michael. It was a very long time ago. And to tell him that I had quit the good-paying job <laughs> that was supporting both of us, and I had to face that music. So there were there were a number of big, uh, let's say, growth periods that I had to go through after having made that decision. But I knew in my heart of hearts at the time it was exactly what I needed to do so that my soul could progress. And it wasn't, you didn't experience it as a miracle until much, much later. That's right. And looking back and you appreciate, wow, what a miracle that was. The same thing with me and deciding to walk away from uh, not only medical school, but a medical career. And um, and having it even practically um hand-delivered on a silver platter because by the end of trying to leave the whole campus, I was even offered a full ride through medical school itself after undergraduate work. If I successfully finished my undergraduate studies, 
in pre-med, I would have gotten a free ride uh, through medical school. And that's something you don't just throw away, right? But at the time, I didn't know why, and it didn't feel like a miracle to walk away from everything. In fact, it was difficult. Like, it takes courage, Yeah, actually. it takes a lot of courage and a lot of certainty that I don't know what this is, but I know I have to do this. And when I did, it put me on a completely different path to find my way to basically where I've devoted the rest of my life to doing this work that I'm doing. And if I had to do it all over again, would I change anything? No. That's the other thing about a miracle is once that happens and later on when it starts to really make sense, some miracles, it's obvious right then and there. But even the obvious ones, like I remember when I first, uh, six days after uh, my third near-death experience and waking up at home, until then, I couldn't remember anything for more than five minutes, according to Raphael. <laughs> 14 or 15 days. Yeah. it's And I my memory for anything that happened nine days before the incident and six days or five or six days afterwards, I don't remember to this day. It's just wiped out. I only remember people telling me about what happened during that time here on Earth. So... But the sixth day, when when I was home and the first day I was waking up in my bed at home, I I saw the light streaming in from the the sunlight streaming into the bedroom, out the besides the curtains and everything from the room, and it was just golden and absolutely beautiful. And I remember waking up and going, God, this is a total miracle. And to me, it wasn't a miracle that I was alive, because to me, I was never dead. <laughs> I was only dead to the people here uh, working with my body. It stopped breathing and the heartbeat stopped re- you know, beating and everything. But to me, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't the miracle that I returned. I knew I was going to return. And... But the miracle was that, oh, everything just is in the right spot and moving right along. I was so appreciative of what anybody did, the doctors, the surgeons, everything. And it didn't matter. Uh, There was no blame for anything. There was no fault finding or who did what and how come that happened to me. No, to me it was complete certainty, clarity. It was all in good time. Everything happened just the way it needed to happen. And yet, the miracle, that was like the first miracle, was just this total gratitude of, I just had a miracle. (laughs) And then over the course of the next many years, the miracle, this is the nature of all miracles that I've ever experienced, it's a gift that keeps giving. Every so often, all of a sudden I realize, wow, there's a even a 
bigger, more profound part to that miracle. It wasn't just returning from the dead or or going through a major open heart surgery and with, gee, everything just being perfect. And But later on, it's what I've learned, what I've experienced during this time, little by little. Oh, yeah, this too is part of that miracle. I could even trace back so much of what's happened in my life to various instances years ago or even a few months ago. And I realize the greater miracle you start to appreciate way later when you've had enough experience and enough you've lived enough since that initial miracle experience that you start to put the dots, connect the dots, and you start to go, oh, my God, I'm right here in this tremendous space now because I made that decision at that point of that initial miracle. And the decision could be anything, including forgiving someone or deciding to do this instead of that. That's the all shapes and sizes thing that we've been talking about. And the miracle always comes as a result of a decision. That's right. Well, our second break is coming up. I wanted to let you know that the edited and mastered audio recordings of each of our 28 teleclasses so far in our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, Developing Your Soul Abilities for Your Spiritual Growth and Fulfillment teleclass series, is now available for purchase and downloading as an MP3 audio file. The classes cover a wide range of your intuition and psychic abilities, what they are, how they work, how to develop them for your spiritual growth, and so much more. Go to our website at michaeltamora.com and download the audio section uh, to get the details or call our office at 1-530-926-2650 Monday to Friday during normal business hour specific time. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of Miracles Come in All Shapes, Sizes, and Styles. See you in a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission, a sense of purpose? Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible Program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible Program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Tune in for Five Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on Five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. We've been talking about how miracles come in all shapes, sizes, and styles. And how much fun is that? You know, miracles are unusual occurrences that oftentimes helps us to move from uh, one point in our path to another without, uh, let's say, certain painful experiences. But um, the idea that miracles come in all shapes, sizes, and styles includes the fact that sometimes miracles happen just because it's your t- your turn for one or spirit wants to just show you spirit is listening to you i have a, a favorite example that i use i was reading a, a children's book that somebody had sent me as a gift and it was a story about a most unusual little girl and the when i finished reading the book i thought i wonder if there's any children that actually exist like that And that evening we went to a theater and after the movie, I was in the ladies room and I I heard this noise and I looked over my shoulder and there was this tiny little girl because the story was about a little, little, little girl, you know, four or five years old. And she had her hand on her hip and she was just like the girl in the story. And she was uh, talking to me and demanding that I tell her my name. And she talked to me like she was an adult even though she was just a tiny little girl. And I realized this was an answer to my question that I had just casually put out into the universe. Gee, I wonder if there's any kids like this around. So when her mother came out of the stall, um, I asked her, how long has your daughter been talking like that? She sounds like an adult. And she said to me, she's been talking practically since she came out of the womb. I don't know why. I didn't read to her or anything that people do to get very intelligent children started early, but um, she's very capable, and I think she's going to go somewhere, and I had to agree with the mom about that. But I got an answer to my question. Yes, there were children like that child I read in that fictional book. So why would spirit hand something like that to me? I think it was just to... to, uh, Send me a heads up, you know, send me a uh, yes, we do hear you. And some of you send out prayers out there and wishes and and things for sometimes things that don't actually get cured or get fixed or the person that you want to stay alive dies. 
And, um, you know, these are times when the spiritual path of that person, let's say, who is hurt or who has died, that's what they, that's where they need to go. But if an intervention is allowed karmically or just because so many people put up the energy of, okay, this person is needed here on earth, um, spirit listens. And if the energy is strong enough, it goes to that person and sometimes they can be uplifted and live a little longer. But when it's a person's time, um, their miracle is being able to be released from their life. Michael. Well, again, you know, every miracle. Well, one of the things that's important to me that about miracles is for people to recognize miracles are not meant to be rarities reserved for only the good people. No, <laughs> not at all. And, and, you know, so many times we tend to think in terms of, oh, I don't deserve this something or other because it's too good. I, I didn't do enough for something like this or whatever. And miracles are the greatest gifts, yet it's for everyone. And not just for everyone once in a lifetime. You know, a lot of people think of miracles as a once in a lifetime experience. Though that may be sometimes for some people, it doesn't have to be. A miracles. I like part of the reason we have this radio show, Living the Miracle, is to share with people that miracles are there all the time. Because what we consider to be miracles here on earth, in this so-called physical world, is the unexpected experience that opens our eyes and in fact, opens our third eyes (laughs) a lot more in terms of we get to see something beyond what appears to be. You know, here's this desk that appears to be solid, feels solid and everything. The body feels solid and substantial and everything else. And the sun rises in the morning, sets in the evening. This you can predict it, you can you can count on it. So it must be. Yet those miracles happen. Whenever a miracle happens, it happens out of time, it happens out of context in terms of regular life. It's unexpected. It's a surprise. And it's a surprise that brings a smile to our face. I like that about the word miracle. The root comes from a word that means makes one smile and oh yeah every miracle when I recognize it as it's a miracle I smile why because I appreciate I'm great not only grateful for it I'm grateful because I appreciate the value that this miracle offers and it wasn't based on who's most deserving no it's it's equal. It's an equal opportunity <laughs> distributor, so to speak, where I've known and heard of miracles that were experienced by saints, of course. You know, lots of those kinds of stories abound. But then I've also heard of and seen, experienced miracles happening to 
hardcore criminals, drug addicts, you know, people who society might think of as they don't deserve it. Yet the miracle happens. Isn't it a miracle when so often when a criminal, somebody who does some wrong, some kind of wrongdoing, does it and hurts a person severely? But then all of a sudden, that person who gets hurt by the other person's actions decides, no, I don't want to live in this agony. I don't want to live in this suffering. I don't want to live in this anger and hatred. So I'm going to drop it. I'm going to forgive. And ends up completely releasing the blame, the judgment, and with that, the hurt. And all of a sudden, the criminal and the victim become good friends, lifelong friends. That's a miracle, right? That doesn't, quote, normally happen, but it's happened many times. So one of the things about miracles and, and being able to experience and appreciate miracles in your life a lot more I found appreciating someone else's miracle, especially when it unfolds in front of you, is just as powerful as the miracles that, quote, happened to me. And they have the same effect on me as the miracles that happened to me directly because it opens up something. It wakes me up even more to who I truly am as spirit. Wakes me up a lot more to the nature of that which is, the nature of our beingness. And it always wakes me up more to, oh yeah, that person that the miracle happened to and myself, we're not separate. Underneath it all, in spirit, we're one and the same. And so, even though we say that a, a, a miracle happened to me, it affects everyone else around me. A miracle happened to her, and it affects me and everyone else around her. It doesn't matter. Miracles are all inclusive. And so, just like, you know, some of you who've been so interested in uh, dreaming. And so you have a dream journal next to your bed and every time you wake up from a dream and you remember, you start writing it. And if you've ever done that, I'm sure you've experienced that, oh, the more you do that, the more you end up remembering your dreams because you're paying attention to them. You're giving them space to be. And so the same goes with miracles. Whenever you start to recognize miracles, pay attention to life unfolding in front of you and around you and within you. Then you start paying attention to all that you go through. And the more you do that, the more you start to go, this is miraculous. How could this have possibly happened? 
Everything else was pointing this way, and tradition and, and logic says, okay, it's going to go that way, and this is what has to happen, and this is how it's going to end up. But then, boom, something else happens. And you start to see that more and more and more, but you have to pay attention. One of my advanced students, so oh, a bunch of years ago, came up to me, and he says, you know, I've been watching you, and I've been listening to you, and the question for him was, how come Michael has so many miracles, experienced so many miracles, and he's around so many miracles? How come the rest of us don't have that? And he said he, he's been asking that question for a while, and one day he realized. He was watching, and he realized, oh, it's really not that Michael has that many more miracles. He's paying attention when they happen and recognizes them. And then he decided, okay, I can do that. And so he started paying much more attention to life unfolding around him. And guess what? Lo and behold, he started to have a lot more miracles. And he started to see miracles happening for other people as well. So that's that's a one simple thing you can anybody can practice and you'll start to notice though first you'll start to notice there's more miracles happening every day all around everywhere but over time as you notice it more you'll start to be aware that oh i'm having so many more miracles which each one small or large is life changing and small or large whatever Dramatic or not, it allows you to recognize and get to know who you are more. It helps you to validate um, that you are actually having a miracle. I became interested in miracles many, many years ago um, before my, actually partway into my training. So how I did it was I surrounded myself with books about miracles. And at the time, it was VHS tapes, you know, (laughs) and and I watched miracle stories. And, oh, some of those were, you know, like old TV shows and stuff, even way back then in the 80s and 90s. Um, But I, I called it at the time my miracle mindset is if you have a miracle mindset, then it's possible for you to... Um, have miracles. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our fascinating and inspiring show on how to have a miracle. Remember, every day is a good day to have a miracle or many. Mark your calendar as well since we'll be in Calabasas, California in the greater LA area on the weekend of Saturday, February 22nd and Sunday, February 23rd, Michael will be teaching two powerful all day seminars. Who are you listening to? Your clear audience, telepathy and inner voice, and spirit, truth, or eagle lies. That's ego, not eagle. <laughs> Learning to trust your intuition and clairvoyance. Join us for a joy-filled weekend to develop intuition, clairvoyance, and mediumship for your spiritual growth. Make sure to check out our website events listing for May for all the details and to sign up. 
You can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. See you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.